I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed. Oh, I should be being spookier, shouldn't I? It's the Halloween special. Um, Hello. Welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is Spooky David Reed, but with me as always is the ghost of Merrick Lawood. Hello, David. I'm watching you. <sighs> Take your trousers off. <laughs> okay. Put it in my hand. <sighs> Put it in my hand. <sighs> Say my name. The ghost of Merritt Lowry. Good boy. Um, this is a film pod. This is a film podcast. Buddy got very excited by that voice. Well, it sounds quite difficult for you to do on a regular basis. Do you know what? What? Rather than talk rubbish, yeah. it's Halloween. That's we're getting people in the mood. We've got to go straight into an email. No, no. To set up the podcast. Things are different. It like it's, it's scary. I'm talking about it like it's my idea, but it's actually yours. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, what's this email? Um, to be read in the style of the Monster Mash narration. They did the Monster Mash. Hello, Jensen Dog. As it is now October, it is time to chat about horror movies. Can you name five decent horror films from this decade? The rise of CGI and found footage has tainted the genre, and too many films are falling for the same tired formulas. Creepy children, quiet, quiet bang scares, or remaking 80s classics. Apart from It Follows and A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, maybe there really hasn't been any interesting slash decent films of the genre. Can you name five decent horror films of recent times? And what will you be doing for Halloween? It would be nice for the film Fandango folk to come up with some short horror films for the mini competition. One minute horrors. All the best. Francis Jolly. <laughs> I was a gorilla in the corner. He was a bit of a gorilla. I mean, one minute films... I mean, we, we we really aren't giving you much time as it's Friday and Halloween's on Sunday. But uh, if you want to do that, sure. Um, <laughs> get so committed. I've got too much work on. Yeah, right. far too busy. Far too busy. I got asked to um, to be a ghost. To, no, to go do an improv show that isn't even on Halloween, but it's close to it. Um, in Halloween costume, 
I'm just like, oh god, I can't be bothered. What? Because Impro or the Halloween? No, the Halloween. It's fine. I like Impro. On Halloween, I'm doing a show I am in, uh, excited about called um, Seance Fiction. We're doing an improvised seance in Clapham. And where can you go and see that? Whereabouts in Clapham? Uh, the Clapham Omnibus Theatre. Oh, we'll go to that if you want to yeah, see it. Yeah, it should be exciting. We've never tried it before, but it's a good bunch of improvisers. What happens if you summon up a demon? Uh, if we accidentally summon up a demon, you will get your money back. So, you know, well, can't say quite, fairer than that, can you? That would be quite good, yeah. So, so um, mentioned in that letter was um, it follows that we've talked about a lot. And a girl walks home alone at night. And a few people have mentioned that. Yeah, it looks interesting. It's got that French lady from Inglorious Bastards in it, hasn't it? Is it? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't that the main lady in it? The one who runs the cinema in Inglorious Bastards? No. It is. No, it's not. Isn't it? She looks very similar to that lady. No, you're right, it's not. Oh, I thought it was her. Well, I'm not interested then. This is, um, uh, <coughs> it feel it. So it's set. It's an Iranian ghost town, right? Ghost town. Yeah, it's called Bad City. It's a, it's sort of a fake place. Okay, and like Hotel Transylvania. No, not like Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> so the place is called Bad City, and that's not. I don't know if it's a sort of nod to the fact that stylistically, it's like Sin City. Does very much look like Sin yeah. City. Well, it's that high contrast black and white. Do they add colour to it as well? No, it's just like, a high contrast right, black and white. But it looks absolutely beautiful. It's one of those. It's directed by, directed by, and written by Anna Lily Amipour. Her name is. I probably pronounced it wrong because I'm a bloody idiot. But I think she's probably going to. Well, off the back of this, she's going to be doing a lot of arty sort of quite new fresh films but won't she be lured to doing Hollywood normal films now that she's made a successful small film well the next thing she's doing is a thing called uh, A Bad Batch with a dystopian love story it says in IMDb in a Texas wasteland it says in a community of cannibals so that would be quite interesting but it does have Keanu Reeves Jim Carrey and Jason Momoa oh Giovanni Ribisi's in he's in everything everything being crying or something um and Blossom uh (coughs) he was in Blossom oh right I thought you meant it's got Blossom in it no uh I I thought this was it's quite a slow film I I I thought it was going to be about Iran but it's not it's that's just it feels vaguely Iranian. Does but she also have a quite, burker on? Yeah. But it also very Western in the style of... Uh, it's just... It, it, it's, it's half vampire, half love story. It's minimal. It follows only a few characters. Uh, it feels like Sin City and quite familiar in that way. It's very slow-paced. But... Uh, Moorish, just you don't know what you're watching. It feels very, although there's some echoes of other films in it. Like a, a bit like when Tarantino first came on the scene, yeah, he sort of shook things up and it felt new but also familiar. Yes, this feels new but also you know sort same of thing. eclectic. Yes, well, it's you can be you can create very interesting but also popular things that way, can't you? I mean, yeah. Harry Potter was exactly that. Not to you know go on about Harry Potter too much but it 
Harry Potter, the books I'm talking about, is a lot like a lot of other things that came before it, but they just have all been collected together into a new thing, you know? Um, I think she's from, the director's from an American back, she's got a Iranian heritage and she's sort of, feels like some half LA, half Iranian. Right. So it's that mix of it, but from that hybrid has come this really different feeling. What's horror the film. setup of the story? The setup is, is it follows just um, there's a guy, almost like James Dean like guy in a white t shirt, good looking but quite likable bloke, who spent all his money on a really really cool sort of nineteen fifties great car, right? And this drug dealer sort of basically takes it off him. And it follows the stories of about three or four characters in the town. That guy, his dad, uh, and all the characters have got um, uh, not foibles. They've done something. They've committed some sort of sin. The other characters. So they're all haunted in some way, are they? Or yeah, and whether the vampire is almost just it, 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 some sort of conscience. There's some sort of other story there, but it looks beautiful. Not very, not a huge amount happens. It's not especially gory, but very effective. Right. For what it does. I really enjoyed it. I thought the music was great as well. Uh, it, uh, I'm trying to see what the the budget is on it. I should have done this beforehand, but <laughs> you, you know, that's what's charming about this podcast. You sure. realise it's just um, me filling in while I'm looking up stuff on the computer. Yeah. I don't know what the budget was. I would highly recommend this film, as I think it's... As Fran Jolly said, there's now two great horror films this year. It Follows and A Girl Who Walks Home Alone at Night. And they both are, I think, familiar but genre really fresh horror films that... and it is very cinematic. I would like to see it on the big screen because it feels like very cinematic. Now, to answer the second part of that initial email of the top five horror films, uh, we are joined by a not-so-special guest. Uh, oh! Uh, but horror aficionado, uh, Miss Danielle Ward. Hello. Hello. Miss. Miss. Yeah. Miss. What did I say? Miss. Oh, sorry, Miss. That's right. Miss. Why is it Miss? Uh, because it doesn't matter if you're married or not. Like with men, mister. Is a mister married? You don't know. So it's like mysterious. It's mysterious, yeah. <laughs> okay, with mis- mysterious Daniel Wood. Is there a song, Mysterious Girl, about you? <laughs> it's about all unmarried women. <laughs> mm. Oh, unmarried women. That, I want to get close to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, horror films. Yeah. I mean, the question was actually about whether we could pick five great horror films from uh, the last year that didn't include It Follows. But I think that's more... more what, that's more, quite hard. We've not seen all five of Five great them. horror films from the last year? Ten yeah. years. Oh, ten uh, years, OK. That I think it's much... No, it wasn't ten years, was it? I can't remember. I don't think ten horror films have come Five horror films have come out this year. What, but what moments have made you scared in films? That's what I'm interested what in. What moments? OK. You know, have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes. And the bit where... Um, 
So I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I saw all of the Nightmare Elm Street films when I was little. My dad's friend at work had Sky Telly and he'd take the films for me. I was nine years Thanks old. Sake. Oh my God! <laughs> I know. My uncle yeah. did that and he posted The Simpsons to me from London to York, which was very good of him. Were you were you a nine-year-old watching 18-plus films? Uh, I was a five-year-old watching The Shining, but apart from that... Um, there's a bit in Nightmare on Elm Street where when Nancy wakes up, and she's gone into the dream to get Freddy and she wakes up in her bed and he's not there. And then suddenly he jumps up from beside the bed. And even though I've seen it so many times, that bit always scares me. Also, the bit where she's running up the stairs and her feet sink into the staircase. It's an amazing bit of special effect, I think. It's that era of practical special effects that just makes horror even worse, doesn't it? It's really scary, really, really scary. And the transformation in American Werewolf in London. In fact... Oh, really? Yeah, you get think it's scary? I, I, um, when, well, I saw American Wife from London when I was four years old, and um, by accident, my parents were watching it with their friends, and the bit in the cinema, which is now really <laughs> they, funny... They didn't notice you were in the room for two so, hours. Right, the bit in the cinema is so funny that I put it... When I did a chortle playlist where you have to pick your top favourite funny things, I put it down as one of my favourite funny things ever. But when I was four years old, that scared the bejizzers out which of me. Bit? In the In the porn cinema. Oh, yeah, with the, uh, the with, rotting friends. With all the rotting friends yeah. that he's killed as a werewolf. I was really scared. I'm still scared of a bit in that film. It's the it's the monsters who <gasps> the come. Dream, the guy, yeah. the, the dream guy with the, the machine guns who come in. They're yeah. terrifying. Yeah, because it's a dream within a dream, though. Yeah, yeah, and it goes back to hospital bed. Yeah, and, and then oh, that's terrifying. That bit is really scary because they're watching the Muppets as well. Yeah, I tell you another thing that really scares me in films, and again because I saw it, I caught the very end of it on telly when I was young. It was on Channel Four, I think. Um, is the end of Carrie. Carrie's a great film, quite scary, and the very end of Carrie, where uh, Anne is going to put the grave, uh, the flowers on the Carrie's grave, and the hand, the bloody hand, comes up. That's really scary. They love doing that final scare in that period of horror, though, didn't they? They do. The unexpected final uh, jumpings. I was really. I remember being terrified when I saw Friday the Thirteenth the first time. My brother said, "Just watch this." And I was about 11 and went downstairs and watched it and yeah. really shut my pants. Mm. But I saw Friday the 13th, the first one, not scary. Yeah. But Friday the 13th, part three. I've not seen part three. Is part three scary? I, I haven't seen it since I was about 13. Yeah. I shit my pants. That was really scary, I thought. Really? Because it wasn't as theatrical as... Um, it's the same film, basically, we yeah. made. Have you seen um, either Freddy vs. Jason or Jason X? No, rubbish. Freddy vs. Jason is kind of fun. Jason X is in space, and I think I might have seen it, but I don't remember anything about it. There's a leprechaun film in space as well, isn't there? I love doing that. These, but we're off the topic of them. Is, but is in space uh, the horror equivalent of uh, sit, sitcom characters going on holiday to Spain? Yes. Is that what it is? That what, yes. it is? what are we going to do with the character next? Well, space, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, so... It's really genuinely scary moments genuinely scary moments The Exorcist and I know that this was in the original cut of The Exorcist and I think they put it back in I think it might be in the director's oh, cut oh the crab walk the crab walk yeah. down the stairs the crab walk yeah, down the stairs yeah. it's really that, that wasn't in the original one I saw and then I saw it again in a cinema in Peru and yeah. it was the full cut with yeah. everything it's the director's cut um, I'm not necessarily scared of 
non things when they cross that into the inhuman realm. But it was it's, it's such a surprise because you're not expecting it. It's just like and it takes your mind a while to go, what on earth is that? You know? You know the exit like the whole thing with the Exorcist is the first half hour is really boring mm. and then it sort of ramps up and ramps up and ramps up. Um that bit comes quite early in the film, the crab walk. So you're like, it's been really boring, yeah, yeah, she's been possessed, yeah, yeah. And then there's this crab walk and you're like I never found it scary, but there's a bit in The Exorcist 2, which is phenomenal. I think it's... it's and the film is rubbish. It's a shot of a hallway and it, at a nurse's uh, in a hospital. And it's just... And my friend said that something really bad happens in this bit. And I just... It, there's, there's camera static and it's down the hall. Yeah. And you just know something's going to happen because the camera's static and there's... People were going about their business. Yeah. And then something really horrific happens to one. You just see almost like a scream, like a monster following. So that's terrifying. And still, a, a great shot. Yeah. Um, I'm still scared. The ending of Blair Witch Project I found terrifying. I've never seen that. I didn't at all. I still don't get it. I don't get the Blair Witch Project. Like, I, I'm, I think maybe I'd had it too hyped up. Uh, yeah. by people but I was told you know oh it, it gets under your skin and into your soul and it won't leave you it'll like you'll re- it'll really bother you and I saw it um, on Halloween night at midnight and had to walk back home through trees and still I'm just like this is I, I didn't find it in any way scary at all the whole thing just bored me what are you scared of? Uh, I I did used to be afraid of this is true I did used to be I was quite young but afraid of Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester in the Adams Family I found his just like gurning face really frightening but you find it's quite bad talking to me now it's it's really helping me get through it actually doing these podcasts with you but I remember that our toilet window used to have that dappled glass that sort of uh, so you can't you can see shapes through it, but you can't see. Uh, it looks like straight dick, through it, but no, can't. exactly. So no one can stare at your penis, and uh, the they full can make up the shape of your penis. the full moon. Yeah, of course, that's very bobbly. Is that the glass or is it the <laughs> is it bobbly penis? Yeah. No, but the, I remember the full moon. My imagination would go. That's Uncle Fester staring through the window at me, having a poo. At least you knew if he was having a shit, you would be. Not, I mean, he wouldn't be able to kill you then, would he? Why? Who's on the toilet? No, I was on the toilet. The moon oh. wasn't inside, and I wasn't staring through the window into the toilet. <laughs> oh, right, I got confused. The moon is in the sky, Marek. It's outside. What, all the time? Well, yeah. Well, not in the daytime. Yeah, it is. Sometimes you can see it. Did you talk recently about the film Pet Cemetery? Uh, yes, we Zelda did. Zelda used to scare me when I was oh, the God, sister on the bed. Oh my Zelda. God, that's the scariest bit of oh, Pet Sematary. The mm. sister with spinal meningitis and she's on the bed and there's something weird about her and that's because she's played by a man. She looks like Crichton's melted. Yeah, it's horrible that bit. It's really, really frightening. It is. It, I really recommend Pet Cemetery. It's a really fun Yeah, film. they remade it with Edward Furlong, didn't they? Did they? And then that's Pet Cemetery too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, which yeah. isn't very scary. Yeah. But um, I, because I've got the, my main problem with modern horror, as I have said before in this podcast, is the way that it's just like quiet, quiet, loud, crick cracking, and the crick cracking when they when a, a body doing something weird, and they just put that crick cracking noise over the top of it. Whereas the scariest thing in any horror film is someone in a mirror, mm. as everybody knows. 
I, that's why I don't think people should buy cabinet mirrors. You know, I could never have a mirror in my bathroom. I couldn't have a cabinet one of those mirror. Just have a mirror that doesn't move, and you've, mm. you've solved that problem. I don't even like looking into a sink and then looking up. <laughs> well, what's going to be there? Oh, right, someone's back when there's yeah. a mirror. Yeah, when there's I, a thought, mirror. I thought you just meant looking into <laughs> no, a sink. No, just in general. No. Right, okay. Um, have you seen It Follows yet? Yes. Are you a, a, a champion of it? I thought follows? it was great. It was really good. A really clever, excellent. interesting film. I'll tell you what. I think so, it's sort of eclipsed the Babadook. Like, I think we would celebrate the Babadook more if It Follows hadn't come out so I think soon it follows afterwards. Is much better. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's the Babadook is a bit on the nose with its um, themes. With its uh, allegory. It yeah. Follows isn't really. Mm. Um, just back on things. Because now, lots of. Like, I. I, I was so obsessed with horror when I was younger and like and, and now I do really like a good horror film but I can't stand very gory horror films because it just ugh, it makes me a bit sad the um, thing that scared me most when I was younger was the R. White's Lemonade advert because he'd creep down the stairs and yeah. I'm a secret lemonade drinker and then there are, like and he opens the fridge and he gets out the lemonade and we all remember lemonade. Yeah. he shuts the fridge his wife's there totally fine there were a couple of times like they put out some special adverts where he opened the fridge as a drink close it and it wasn't his wife it was Frankie Howard and it scared the <laughs> fuck out of me it's really frightening even now it's making my, me feel really shivery it's true I remember that that they had alternate endings they didn't did they? and it, there was other people not just Frankie Howard but he's the one I remember <coughs> I was like, oh my god I couldn't drink Carl White's From lemonade until I was yeah. Henry Cooper must have been one of them he was an over there wasn't he yeah I mean it was an the Fonz was he in it? Did, I couldn't have R. White's Lemonade till I was 23. Wow. Frankie Howard. Yeah, I remember the Frankie Howard Terrifying. One. Really, really frightening. What was scary about it? Because it it wasn't what you were expecting. It was like, you know, it might as well have been Michael Myers, the um, horror film character, not the actor. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that would have also been frightening. It could have been anybody. Like, the scary thing is, there's a stranger in your house. It doesn't matter if it's Frankie Howard that, or it, a serial rapist. It's frightening. It Follows uh, uses that very well to its effect because it's not It's not like gory monsters that come out. It's just, it's just it's someone unexpected. you weren't picturing. Yeah. That's all it is. It, they do that brilliantly. Yeah. Um, I find, going to another film that I find scary... The Omen I find really scary. The, uh, o- the Omen, yeah, it's... It's uh, all right. Yeah. I, it's got the bit that, with the head's good. The decapitation with the plate of glass. Some of the best deaths ever in that. Oh, yeah, and the yeah. left, that's in the Omen, isn't it? Omen the, 2, that is, Oh, it's got the Omen 2. Start of Omen 2, yeah. Uh, the Omen's the spike through the vicar, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Spike through the vicar. <laughs> yeah. Great film. But it's, I think it's the first time when you watch it when you're young, It's you've got adults who are powerless. Yeah, I think it was a really good move casting Gregory Peck, who's almost this sort of mad authority figure that people associated with to kill a mockingbird, and someone who's in total control. He plays these sort of characters who are mm-hmm. no presidential type, yeah, unflappable. Aren't yeah. yeah, and he plays a, a ambassador, in it, doesn't he? He's the ambassador. Yeah. So uh, and that seeing him rattled was quite. Uh, as a as a younger man, mm. yeah. scary for me. Yeah. What what's in the top ten horror films of all time? Is it on whose list? Well, it don't matter, does it? I'll look it just, up. Just for just for starting the conversation. No, though. sure. Um, what what was I was about to say something there and I've forgotten what it was. The thing. I just want to mention the thing. It's I probably love my favourite thing. Um, I yeah. changed my um, my avatar on Twitter to um, something from The Thing and I lost about 20 followers. 
Well, because you scared them. You scared yeah. your followers. Have you seen... I started watching the original one, but it felt really boring. No, it looks really boring. The black and white one, which is the one before... And another thing that's really frightening, but in a kind of heartbreaking way, is um, when the Brundle fly starts vomiting on his own hands and stuff. Oh. That's re- that always used to really... Oh. The Brundle fly is quite frightening, though, isn't it? And when the Brundle fly comes out as half Brundle fly, half pod. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, my God. It's brilliant. The Poddle flume. I, I don't know what you call and, it. And um, it's not a film, but a quick word up for uh, Ghost Watch, which I love and have on DVD. Pipes. 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 Once you know where, because you think you know where Pipes is in it, and then if you watch it with someone who really knows where Pipes is, oh, and really? knows all the little flashes of Pipes. Will you explain what Ghost Watch is for uh, people who don't know? Oh, that's uh, my computer making. Like, Ghost Watch was a television program that went out in, um, I think it was like the early 90s on the BBC uh, and it was a reality it was a, it was a, it was presented and it was billed as um, a real live look at this haunted house and it had presented it had Sarah Green presenting and Mike Smith her husband and her husband, uh, Craig Charles Craig Charles and Michael Parkinson so all proper TV presenters and they were presenting this let's look at this haunted house and they were talking to this this family and it's all kind of like here's our haunted house and they were like talking to experts in the studio and everything and um, about two-thirds of the way... No, maybe three-quarters of the way through, things start going a bit wrong, and and then the, you sort of get the sense that maybe... Like, they start reacting as if they're... Like, so they, everybody's poo-pooing it. Oh, there's obviously not a ghost. It's obviously just a crazy woman. And then stuff starts happening. And then the very, very last shot is of the studio going weird. And oh, Michael it's Palin and the Michael Parkinson. Michael Parkinson... Um, possessed and no one knew it was fake when it went out and it had so many complaints and people what were terrified. What was funny? Said, I saw it live. I saw it live. I absolutely crap myself. It was incredible. What was, what was genius about it is the TV Times had another programme scheduled uh, that was never filmed yeah. and so that they could go um, sorry, uh, we're going to have to. Sorry for people waiting to watch so and so. We're going to yeah. have to. What we're going to have to carry Stay on with, with this because because we can't leave now. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that, but um, I remember seeing pipes in there on a patio. Yeah. You didn't mention it. You think there's so much like, and, and when you watch it now, right? So when you watch it now, the acting is actually quite poor. The presenting is brilliant. The presenters are really. The good. woman who plays the mother is really. The woman who plays the mother is awful. The daughter's really awful. A lot of the acting's awful, but it's still really, really, really fucking scary because. You see Pipes so much earlier than you think. Pipes is the ghost, by the way. <laughs> Probably should have Not done some like that. Pipes. Not some Pipes. Um, you see the ghost so much earlier than you than you remember seeing it in the TV. When you first see it, you think you, you don't see the ghost properly. You see flashes. Of, you, you don't really start noticing the ghost till about three quarters of the way through. The first instance of seeing the ghost is really early on, and you're going, "Oh my god, Pipes is there already!" I love it. I think Ghostwatch is incredible. Why do you think they call the hole under the stairs the glory hole? Why do you think that is? I think that's a silly joke. And it's actually, a sort of religious thing, praying thing. Yeah, and I don't think people knew that Glory Hole was... Um, a hole to put your dick in. A hole to put your dick in in the early... Well, I think the programme makers probably did. You think they are knowing Yeah, I think about it's a joke. Them. Right. Are they called the Glory, Glory Hole on the thing? Yeah, yeah, they do, yeah. It's, um... Ghost Watches... I mean, you could never do that piece of TV. <coughs> it's like awesome uh, Wells' uh, War of the Worlds. It's very similar thing, yeah. yeah. It's that sort of... Like, people completely bought into the idea that they were actually witnessing the ghost of a child killer 
um, coming and scaring people. Scaring Craig telling. Charles. And it's I mean, that's so one of the most good. frightening things you could think of, isn't but it? But they're so good. The four of them are they so are good. It's a shame they've got such bad actors. Yeah. But your, then, but actually. Your laptop's you, taking off. It's just, my laptop's really old now, it's terrible. I'm looking up some of the top ten scary films, the not zero. Of so the zeros. Oh, okay. Is Paranormal Activity on there? It's not in there. Wreck is on there. I've Very seen Oh, great Spanish. I don't really uh, like zombie films. It's um, a vampire. Is Wreck a vampire? I thought it was a zombie. I thought it was an outbreaky type thing. Oh, yeah, similar sort of thing. Yeah. Let the right one in. That's good. Yeah. The original. Yeah, not that. Remake's yeah. not as good. Yeah. It's not that scary. It's a the good des- film. The Descent. <gasps> Love it. Really I underrated. Really, really. I, I went to see The Descent. We've got two copies of The Descent. Yeah, we have. We went to see The Descent at the cinema, not really knowing a lot about it. Just, you know, I like horror films. And I was, it was incredible. Me and Sarah Kendall once spent like a three hour drive to a gig just talking about the film The Descent. So it's about these ladies who go cave, uh, potholing. Potholing, caving. Really underrated, it's terrifying, ab- and it's re- like it's the opening scene is terrifying in the car when she loses her, when her hus- when the thing with her husband. The whole reason for the set, but yeah, it's it's a really really terrifying film, but not really highly regarded, is it? I don't think it's I got. Think it, oh, I think it is. Oh, okay, because it's Neil Marshall who made Dog Soldiers, which is a great. Well, we talked about film. Neil Marshall last week very briefly in relation to Centurion. Oh, because he's fallen off a cliff. Hasn't he, he has, but not while well, he's picking himself up doing lots of good TV. So he's he's uh, directed Game of Thrones episodes and stuff. But um, uh, we talked about it in the context of Macbeth, which was probably the last time uh, Fassbender was freezing in Scotland was probably uh, Centurion. Yeah. But yes, Neil Marshall, Dog Soldiers, The Descent, Doomsday, and The Centurion, which is fine. Uh, But Descent is fantastic, his best film. And Dog Soldiers is really fun, really fun. What else on the list? The end of The Descent is really frightening. Actually, tell you the bit in The Descent, I won't spoiler it, but uh, it's the bit where... um, quite near the end and there is an accidental death and that bit horrified me it's a film called Inside that I haven't seen is that a French film yes it looks like it's it it's got Beatrice Dahl in it yeah I've seen that right what that is about is a crazy Beatrice Dahl um, kind of tracks down this woman who is pregnant and uh, wants to steal her baby from her womb Oh, okay. Don't watch it if you're pregnant. Uh, I hate it. It's really, really gory. And, like, there are some amazing French horror films, actually, around, like, uh, Martyrs as well. That's probably... That's on there, yeah. Martyrs and Inside are both that really bleak What's Martyrs roughly about? Martyrs is about... Have you seen Martyrs? No. Martyrs is about um, two girls who... um, when one of them is young, she is uh, kidnapped by this family and tortured. And she gets out, and well, by this man and woman. She gets out, and the film starts with her going to their house. And they're having a lovely uh, French breakfast of croissants and hot chocolate with their two kids. So they're proper suburban family. And she goes to their house, and she guns them down. The whole family. This is the start of the film. Guns them all down. Um, her friend comes along and helps to help her clear up and goes are you sure this was right you know you've just gone down a family she's like I'm convinced these are the people that did it to me we're left wondering she finds a little cubby hole goes into the cubby hole and there's a whole underground torture chamber so these guys were psychopaths she's gunned them down then the film starts and it's about <laughs> it's about these two girls being um, 
they're, they're both um, tortured by this sort of uh, secret society, and I, I can't remember what happens to one of them, but the one the one of them's left standing in the end, and um, it's about torturing her to the brink of death. It's really bleak. Oh, oh God. my God, it's so bleak. Uh, the Mist is on there, which I think is a terrible B movie. You liked that, didn't you? It was fun. It was a fun B movie. Yeah, oh, uh, one of the most depressing endings in the history oh, yeah, of film. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe that the ending is anywhere near as depressing as either Inside or Martyrs. Shutter. Have you seen that? That's on this list. No. Uh, Asian horror film. No, I haven't. Uh, trick or trick or treat. No, that sounds awful. That does. Drag me to hell is worthy oh, of mention. Very, I love very good. Drag me to hell. That's scary. That's got a scary ending. And funny as and well. And it's really Very funny. Ginger Snaps. I think that was rubbish when I saw that. terrible. It, it's not. I don't know why that's on there. It's an analogy for Lady Periods. Lady Periods. Um, like Carrie is. Yeah, but, yeah. Ginger Snaps is pretty rubbish. Let the right one in's on the list. Yeah, that's good. So it's not scary. It's a kid's film, if you ask me. Do you want to introduce your children session, session nine. What's that? Never even heard of it. Low budget film. Remember something shiny. Well, there we go. There's a few. There's a few for you. On Halloween night, if you want to watch something scary, watch The Thing or Alien or uh, American Wolf in London or Nightmare on Elm Street. Don't watch Martyrs. Don't watch Inside. They'll make you so sad. Yeah, Halloween's supposed to be, you know, a happy, spooky night, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? American Wolf in London is the perfect. I yeah. It's my favourite film. Yeah, film for Halloween. Or... or uh, the thing, they're both top ten films. Oh, the thing yeah. is absolutely sublime. Yeah, um, really, really fun. Well, that'll probably do for this week. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do for Halloween. If you want to send me an email just to chat about horror films, I'm totally up for that. Then you can do so, dear Film Fandango at gmail dot com. We'll pass it on. Um, or you can go on Facebook forward slash Film Fandango or you can tweet us at Film Fandango at Mr David Reed at Marrick Larwood or at Captain Ward yeah and in this holiday period uh, let us mention that we do this for free uh, for over 200 episodes now so if you've enjoyed those and you would like to uh, pay us whatever you can for the privilege so we can continue doing this uh, as it, we do have expenses then please go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there and everyone who has. Thank you very much! A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.